Hey guys, this is Miss Art World, and before we get started with this podcast, I wanted to send out a quick message about some upcoming changes with the podcast. Our wonderful, amazing, beautiful, funny, I can't say more positive things about Lisa. Um, She is actually going into retirement. She has just so many things happening, all positive, exciting things happening in her life that I think we can all understand that sometimes life capacity just gets crazy and you can't do everything. Unfortunately, I wish we all could. So uh, I am going out uh, to do this podcast solo, which um, I have some exciting plans coming up. So stay tuned. Please keep listening. Always appreciate your love and support. I did change the name of the podcast to Miss Art World Podcast just to make my life completely easier when it comes to marketing and outreach. So stay tuned and as always, love ya. Welcome back everyone. This is the Art World Podcast. I am Miss Art World with my lovely co-host, Lisa. What's up? How's it going, Lisa? It's going great. We're out here at a tag gallery. Woohoo! My favorite gallery. In oh, Los this, Angeles. Oh, don't tell Number Gallery one. 25 that. I won't. Don't tell Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a nice space. It's um, beautiful. And we're really excited to have Michael Shaw with us, who is a fellow podcaster. Um, he has the Conversation Art Podcast that explores the contemporary art world through conversations. Welcome, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. And you've been doing podcasting a heck of a lot longer than we have. How how long have you been podcasting? Well, you can say with the launch of the conversation that it will be eight years in November. Wow. So, But I started right around now because I was starting to... I think the first recording I did for the show was probably in July of okay. 2011. So. So you were really ahead of the game when podcasting was even well, know, it was just such starting. A yeah. Well, yes and no, <laughs> because um, there's another pod- our podcast that was that has been going since about 2006. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't remember to what extent I was aware of them at the time, but um, but yeah, in Los Angeles there was no other art podcast at yeah. the time. Now. How many do you think there are now? A lot. <laughs> well, I mean, there's like five big ones, I'd say. How And how do you determine that? I think... Just tell me if I'm going down a, a rabbit hole that you want to stay up at any time. Because I, I like rabbit holes. So. Okay. We're, that's what we're here for. Okay. Um, we became obsessed with it when we first started because we kind of wanted to know who was out there yeah. and how to make ourselves different so mm-hmm. that it stands out. Yeah. Um. So we started looking at Instagram. We also started looking at uh, how many reviews a podcast had mm-hmm. on um, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and that was a big push to, so that we could get on the new and noteworthy as much as possible. Um, I think the big things for me is reviews and then downloads and listenership um, and how many returning customers they have. But you can't necessarily find out how many Los Angeles podcasts there are very easily, right? No, no not but very I, easily. No. You can just find our podcasts. You can find art podcasts. Um, and then, I mean, we had a list written down at one point, um, and mm-hmm. we just like listen to them or Google and whatnot. Right. Yeah. We'd be discovering new podcasts every day and go, yeah. oh man, 
Yeah. Add it to the list. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, it's a little. What's the word? It's frustrating. I mean, in a way. I mean, there is this. I mean, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think about this because there there is the rising tide lift all boats. You know. Yeah. Idea, but. Um, I noticed for myself that I don't want to start on a downer here, but I did notice. <laughs> well, I mean, there are two things. I was using Podomatic platform okay. early on, and those numbers may have been inflated. Okay. But all to say that I noticed that I had a high number, you know, around the, you know, 2012, 13, 14, somewhere around there. And then more recently, those numbers have been much lower. Okay. So that's either a combination probably of the algorithm changes, but also, you know, if there are a thousand art podcasts out there, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, you know what I mean? Decide what to listen to. Yeah. And or compete. how do you, how do you rise above? Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Is that something you guys have it's something struggled with? We, yes and no, I think. Um, we've, we've kind of str- changed our strategy so we started off um, and not really caring about how long our podcasts have been and then we started looking at the numbers and realized anything over an hour people just stop listening listening to to. so we said okay well let's do good to know keep it at a half hour to 45 i just learned something very important (laughs) 10 minutes in thank you one of your tips um but yeah looking at the numbers also, we realized um, a lot of the episodes with just Lisa and I uh, did really well. Yeah. So uh, we put more of those in there. So every mm-hmm. other week, it's just her and I talking about who knows what. Yep. Right. Um, and then, so you notice, so would you notice then that if it was just the two of you versus, let's just say you had an artist that had some traction recognition? Mm-hmm. That those, num- that those numbers would be about the same or the two of you would be even better? So we were noticing that we would be about the same with the artists who had a good following. Um, and then we would be higher than some of our emerging artists who were still getting their footing. Right. Um, but we still see value in both. Right. Yeah. And um, it really depends on the specific artist. And I'm sure you've discovered this is some artists are very comfortable with talking about themselves yes. and their practice and they know conceptually what they're trying to say and do. And some artists don't have that same experience in verbally communicating what they're about. Mm-hmm. And so some of those episodes aren't as strong as some of the ones, the artists that are very confident and know what they're yeah. all about. And then one thing we did want to do early on was when we reached out to you as well is um, in the other areas of podcasting, comedy, um, I'd say news a little bit, uh, but podcasts have other podcasts on and then both networks grow and then you have people who can also talk and put on a good show. Um, and so that was one of our ideas when we reached out to you and reached out to like the art history babes. Um and, and you should direct some people... me, by the way, at any moment, given moment. You should direct me. I'm very directable. Okay. <laughs> we want this. We want this to be as yeah. entertaining an episode as possible. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, uh, he's doing it. Yeah. You can't see him, but he's dancing really <laughs> well right now. <laughs> he's he's making he's a new TikTok yep. dance. I love it. <laughs> but um, that was one of our ideas, and we want to like help kind of rising tide. But um, mm-hmm. not everyone was receptive, so. Yeah, you know, but I think that just depends on uh, what spectrum you're in. I have a lot to say, by the way, about 
guests and different types of guests, that including be artists. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm an artist too, by the way. I don't know if yeah, you, yeah. you sort of knew that. Are you both artists as well? I am not. You are. But I am. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Um, yeah, I've had less artists generally over the more recent years. Okay. I've had more writers, mm-hmm. occasionally curators um, and gallerists here and there. Um, the way that I've come to see it is with an artist you tend to be talking about their world mm-hmm. whereas if you're t- if I'm talking with a writer you're talking about everything yeah so sometimes I'm great talking with an artist and some of them have been working on really interesting things but sometimes it gets so um sort of self-involved if you will mm-hmm. I mean for lack of a better there are other ways to put it so sort of um focused that and and kind of ultimately limiting in that way mm-hmm. that and I think the worst thing too which I have a lot to say about and I'm sure you can relate to this as well is sort of the earlier phases of my podcast it tended to be a little more self-promotional you okay. know what I mean and that was partially my doing because yeah. I was allowing that to happen like I was sort of setting up a conversational structure where we talked about their background, mm-hmm. you know, and then eventually started talking about their career as an artist and so on. And so just through that process, you you find, as you were sort of alluding to, that some artists, or as I was alluding to, um, that some artists will go more into promotional speak, mm-hmm. you know? And that's like the last thing mm-hmm. that I want from yeah. a guest. So, yeah. 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 How are you finding the people that you have? Is it just you meet them at an opening or an event, or do you find them on Instagram? Generally, neither. I've been using, I just found this out within a month, believe it or not, what this is called. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing since very, very early on is I ask the guest who's been on the show to recommend other people. And ideally, okay. I will get a list, you know, anywhere from two to 15 names. Usually, it's somewhere neighborhood of five or so that I can then choose from, you know. And then, as it's turned out to be now, there's this very complicated screening process. So, at this point, very few guests are coming mm-hmm. through all those screening phases. But that's basically how I do it. Um, I found out recently, though, that it's called snowballing. So, oh. if you are recruiting people for whatever project mm-hmm. you're working on and they're coming through connections essentially that's called snowballing okay yeah. i like it yeah. what's your screening process so well it starts with <clears throat> a guest will give me you know however many names myself and usually a producer who's helping out on the show the two of us or three of us will say okay I, it's usually me but you know sometimes they'll weigh in we want to talk to you know i'm most interested in these three people mm-hmm. I will go to back to the guest and I will say we're interested in these three people can you reach out to them ask them if they'd be interested and then if they are send along their email some a lot of people will just do an email introduction which I do not like as much because a the person who's getting the email feels like they're kind of being put on the spot yeah. and b they don't have to respond. Yeah. Whereas if they just respond separate, privately, you know, they can be more honest, okay. you know, and then you know that they're more into it. So that's phase one. Phase two is, and we have a cue for this, is that a given producer, which has changed and rotated over the years, will screen, phone screen them. Oh, okay. 
Smart. That's interesting. That's yeah. a good idea. It's good and bad. It's great because I have a, a good sense of the quality of the guests, mm-hmm. but it just, it filters so many people out that now I'm at a point where I'm kind of like, you know, there's not in mu- as much in the can right now yeah. as there should be. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you only do um, guests that can meet you in person or do you do people? They're almost all on the phone. Really? Yeah. I mean, the guest that I am about to put out is in Oakland. The guest that I spoke to before that is Greek and lives in Berlin, you know? So it's like, yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the show, it was all LA people. Yeah. And now it's kind of the opposite. Okay. Okay. And by the way, one one of my ongoing sort of jokes about, and I'd be very interested to hear what your guys' yeah. experience is with this, is so I'll have guests recommend other guests. And with the LA guests, like I might get five or 10 recommendations. Mm-hmm. The number of those people that pan out compared to like the New York people's recommendations is about, it's a fraction. It's like really? 10%. Oh, so interesting. That's so interesting. So it's like the, the flaky LA thing yeah. always seems to pan out. We've oh. actually had really good luck, but we haven't. Uh, we've done a few out of state, but we mm-hmm. haven't done that many yet. We haven't. We, I think we have a harder time connecting for us. We yes. like we like the you like the in person thing. We yeah. do personally, mm-hmm. um, right? And then we've we've been finding just everyone we've wanted to have on. Essentially, we've had a few snowball effects, um, but mostly we go and like find artists who art we really like, and then I'm like, well, let's talk to them. <laughs> so what is what do you think the what do you think the percentages or I should say what is the correlation between an artist's work that you like and then what they're like as a guest? Is there any correlation at all? I don't all? think there is. It's totally random, right? It's so mm-hmm. random. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's the, I've experienced that exactly. I will too. say one thing yeah. we have noticed is some of the artists who have seen more success are also the artists who can talk about their work, right? Um, they're good spielers yeah yes and they know how to sell sell themselves Mm -hmm. and they can they turn on the charm they they can turn on the charm Um, and that's but i do think that's important for an artist if to be successful is to be able to have that communication and connect and Mm -hmm. explain your work sure so yeah yeah yeah, totally yeah and uh, so your own artwork i mean you're super busy but do you have time to do your own oh yeah practice? i mean i i spend more time on that than anything else okay yeah um yeah i mean the podcast stuff and i have a second podcast too which we can maybe talk about maybe not but um i try to i mean sometimes it, it just it sort of ends up spiraling out like you think it's going to take this long but it ends up taking that yeah. long as you probably know but I try to condense it as much as I can, and I tr- I tend to have set time throughout the course of the week that's going to be in the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, can you talk a little bit about your own art practice? Yeah, I can for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I have this thing on the podcast about the use of what I call the P word. Oh, the pra- practice. Oh, okay. The art practice. Yeah. Yes. Um, I noticed it actually at the very, doing the very beginning of of my podcast. Um, And it's come and gone. I mean, some people, the thing is people who, artists who tend to use that word, use it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in addition to rubbing me the wrong way, I just, 
sort of started to think I've over the years it's been becoming this ongoing sort of thought process what does this mean Mm -hmm. why does it annoy me so much (laughs) Um, I think it has a lot to do with professionalization Mm -hmm. you know which is obviously good in the context of Mm -hmm. what you guys are talking about with you know the people who have the best spiels you know are more professional and they can talk about their work Um, I think of it though there, there are a few different ways that I think of it one is there's something about using the expression my art practice mm-hmm. that's very sort of precious. Mm-hmm. It's also can be a little um, self-serious, mm-hmm. I think. And I've, I, speaking of correlations, I know that it's hard to find a correlation between an artist's work and how they are as guests. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot more correlation between how much an artist says my practice and how little sense of humor they have. Think about it from your past guests and tell me if I'm wrong. You don't have to just, you can sleep on it. But if you can come to I was going to say, I don't know if any of them have said practice. I'll no kidding. Not that I've noticed. Question for random side sure. question. Do you go back and listen to your episodes? Well, unfortunately, I have to because I edit them. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. Don't admit it. <laughs> So I guess that makes sense if you're editing, Lisa. I listen to it. And if I edit, I listen. Yeah. But if Lisa edits, I don't go back and listen to it. But I should. I'll, some of them I go back to. Do you? Yeah. I have I to say, tell me, mostly, tell me if you've I had just, this experience. Yeah. I haven't. I, te- I mean, once I'm done editing at this point, fortunately, uh, Andy Davis, who is um, my fairly longtime producer now, he's an, an artist himself. He's in Philly currently, but he's been all over. He vets the episodes for me. So he'll take the, the rough edit, he'll listen to it, and he'll t- tell me what to take out. Okay. So that's like phase one, yeah. and then phase two is sort of fine-tuning, basically. Okay. And so that helps a lot. Um, and what we were talking... Sorry, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about before that? Um, uh, we were talking about art Oh, your guys and, editing, right? Editing and yeah. listening yeah, yeah, yeah. back. So, so after I've gone through that process, I tend not to listen again yeah. anymore. But... The thing I was gonna, the point I was gonna make and ask you guys about is, there have been a couple, a few occasions where I'm in my studio, I've got my my little my old iPhone that I listen to podcasts on, mm-hmm. and I will occasionally press play on an episode, you know, which seems a little you know self congratulatory, but yeah. I've done it, and there are actually episodes where I go, well, that's actually really good. Yeah, I actually <laughs> listen to the whole thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. But most of the time, I'm like. You know, once I've gotten to that point, I don't want to do it anymore. Exactly. You know? I think I'm pretty similar. There's a few of our episodes that I'm like, like they still get me kind of amped. Like they were like just good episodes. Yeah. And then there's some where once you were in the conversation, so it's like you already <laughs> lived it. <laughs> and then if you right. edit it, then you already had to listen, you know, to some parts like four times over just to, when you're like tweaking it to make sure it sounds just right. Yep. Um, I will say we're terrible unless it were, it's requested to be taken out. Y'all are getting the full thing. Yeah. Pull back oh, okay. the curtain. We okay. leave most things in. If it's one of just the two of us, we're just, we're throwing it up. Wow. <laughs> we're living life on the edge of our right, seats just right. for just for our fans. <laughs> right. I take a leap swearing in if somebody uh, swears. Yeah, we mark ours as explicit. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. I'll try to throw an F-bomb at some point yeah. where it's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break for a word from uh, Tag Gallery. Tag Gallery is now accepting applications for a 2020 artist membership. The 26-year-old artist cooperative, currently located along LA's Miracle Mile, guarantees its members a solo show each year. 
as well as opportunities to host curated programs, participate in group shows, and more. For more information and to apply, visit the membership page at taggallery.net. And we're back. <laughs> Hello, everybody. So tell us about your artwork. Sure. Okay. But not so. the practice of it. <laughs> That's where we were. Yeah, right, right. Well, I mean, I'm just going to preface. I know this is sounds going to sound almost as strange as having an issue with the P word, but I will preface this by saying there is an inherent challenge in talking about a visual medium mm-hmm. in an audio medium. But we, we realized that episode one, and we were like, "What were we thinking? Yeah, Why are right. we doing this? Why are we doing this? Yeah, right, right." So I will tell I will tell you maybe more. I will tell you briefly about the visual, and then I'll tell you maybe more about the anecdotal, and then that can maybe translate more. So. I've been using the medium of cyanotypes for a good number, six, five, six years now, something like that. Cyanotypes are, it's an old, it's sort of a pre-photo print photo process. And if you've ever seen a image of like a silhouette of pine cones and leaves and stuff like that that's in a cyan indigo kind of mm-hmm. you know like they do them at you know camp craft okay. summer camp that kind of thing yeah that's basically the process okay so i do it on canvas and i've used different sort of you know quote unquote innovative styles or ways of doing it like layers of tape and more recently mylar that has been airbrushed onto Mm -hmm. so that's the gist of the the style the images i've been working with have to do with gentrification and income inequality and development Um, most recently i've been fascinated by and kind of making multiple images of this building going up if you just probably walk probably five blocks if you get a clear view from here you can see to the south this high rise going up on the other side of the 10 it's called cumulus it's a 33 story glass skyscraper by the expo line at jefferson Uh and there's a real some really interesting backstory to that project which is you know going to completely change the west side okay so i've been making a lot of images of that building and i'm probably tonight i'm going to go back there now that the second phase where they're building these four-story buildings as well, kind uh-huh. of on the other side of the property from the skyscraper, and get some shots of that at okay. night. So, yeah, I've been doing some images of at night and then making, and then so it's all you can see are the lights and kind of the light outline of it. Okay. okay. Does that translate at all to uh, audio? Yeah. Everybody? Yeah, I think it does. So. I think okay, so. Okay, good. Very well done. <laughs> Thank I you. Think it yeah. does. Feel free to ask me any clarification um, questions if you want. I'll ask. So do you have negative feelings towards this building? Very good intuition. Yes, I do. I do, yes. There there was um, some uh, money handed over between community uh, council members and developers of the building. Let's put that's ah. sort of the short version of it, but there's a lot more. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I love me a government scandal. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. And, you know, it's the kind of, I mean, it's just one symptom of what's happening to the West Side, you know, okay. which is that it's the market rate is just continues to go up, you know, a la mm-hmm. San Francisco, New York. And, the people who are in some kind of um, either grandfathered lower rent situation and or rent stabilization mm-hmm. are, you know, feeling the pressure, you know, 
either directly from their landlord yeah. or, or management company or indirectly through the neighborhood that they live in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so. maybe their rent isn't going up, but everything around them is costing a lot more. To yeah. The, I actually went to a tenants union. I've been to two West Side LA tenants union meetings recently. I just started going kind of out of my exploration of some of this stuff. And there was a woman there who lives on, in an apartment building on Venice Boulevard um, on the west side. And she was, talk, she was ex- expressing her uh, fear mm-hmm. because the building had been bought. And every essentially, it was, it's like two buildings, each adjacent buildings, each with like four units. And basically, everybody else had moved out. So she was left on their own, yeah. and oh. there's some pressure okay. that's starting to begin to build, basically. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's like one example. Of okay. Happens. Yeah. 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 Do you have a plan um, for this body of work to be exhibited anywhere in the future, or hopefully? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I have a, um, I have an impending invitation from a gallerist to check it out but there are no official plans at this juncture unfortunately but we will make them happen yes awesome with the help of listening to your archive of successful artists (laughs) who tell us how to do it i will figure it out awesome (laughs) love it no that's such an important um topic that's happening in la that i think we're doing work on it is very important good Mm -hmm. thank you for saying that yeah absolutely yeah are uh, you guys, if you, if you don't mind my asking, are you guys based around here or? Uh, I Well, I was in Simi Valley yep. and now I'm in Camarillo. Um, but so my husband and I are in the weird stage where we moved in with family to save up money to buy a house. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not in L.A., but. Um, we'll where are you hoping to buy? Probably. I like Mission Hills area. Um Simi Valley is probably the closest thing we can actually afford because we're poor. <laughs> but um, you're an artist, after yeah. all. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll see where we can actually afford. And right. I, uh, I'm an artist, so I need an art room, and uh, that makes you know a two bedroom where we need a three bedroom mm-hmm. if we want to have kids or sure. yeah, something like that. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My, uh, for what it's worth, my one of my former studio mates was living in Camarillo. Oh. Yeah, which was crazy. I mean, com- she was she, the studio was in Culver City. Yeah. So Dang. she was That is a comedian. That yeah. would be hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she would I don't know what she was I think she she was go I think she was getting her masters at at Northridge at the time still. And so she would I guess when on the day she would come to LA, she would then go down to the studio. She was trying to make more of a presence there. So anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. for what that's worth. Yeah. Well, yeah, I... if you're an artist, you have to have a presence in L.A. because that's where everything's happening. So, yeah, that's what they say, right? At least mm-hmm. the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is in, in theory, and I don't know if you've had any guests like this. I don't think I have, but there are Instagram artists, right? So yeah. if you are an art, Instagram artist who's selling your work and making a living, technically you could be anywhere. Yeah. But that's a few and far between, I would imagine. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And yeah. I'm in Santa Clarita. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. So a bit of a commute as well. Oh, uh, I work in Santa Clarita. Got so, it. So uh, you just come in to do the podcast? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we just do the podcast. Right. Um, and we so we actually have started doing uh, bulk recordings too. So, got it. Um, mm-hmm. We don't come down here quite as much. When we started, we were driving down from because she works in Santa Clarita yeah. as well. Um, 
we were driving into LA like two nights a week. Mm. Yeah, and it was getting very difficult with the commute. So now we do a day where we schedule at least four to five guests yeah. come to LA, do the bulk scheduling, and then have them. Are you doing four or five today? Yes. yes. Wow. You are our third. Okay. Yeah. Well, so- I'm impressed you guys have this much energy left. Thank you. <laughs> this is uh, this is standard. <laughs> a lot of caffeine in our lives. So here's what I want to both know from okay. both of you. What are some of the biggest differences culturally that you come to mind for you between the outer cities like Santa Clarita, Simi mm-hmm. Valley, and Los Angeles? Um, I I would say like Santa Clarita, for example, it's not as progressive. Um, mm-hmm. We're much more conservative. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, right. And we are Simi Valley too. Simi is yeah, well. yeah. Uh, Santa Clarita especially is um, trying to get on the art map, but not doing. Oh, well, wow. Wait, <laughs> what were you? Really? What was that about? I missed that. <laughs> so, so I'm. Uh, she's right. She's totally right. Um, but so I work. We work for the city of Santa Clarita, and so my job is public and civic art projects. <laughs> But um, because I'm the city staff, I don't pick anything. What I have to do is I um, recruit a committee of five people who then I am the project manager where I say, these are all the applications that came in. Pick one you think would be best for the city. And so I have no no choice in what the projects are chosen, but Santa Clarita isn't the most artsy of places. And so a lot of the pieces that... um, are chosen are very aesthetically pleasing, um, safe. They're mm. not going to be sure. Yeah. Um, anything that will be on the news or anything mm-hmm. like that. But that's what the city is yeah. looking for right now. So. And I think you do an amazing Thank job. You. <laughs> um, but I do think the city, um, and I, I we've had Phil on here, who's our arts manager, um, and he would say the same thing. We have to play it safe, even with our reception spaces which is why we're always going to have a harder time getting people up there and getting contemporary rebel artists up there when they well, come down here and show Well, the thing want. I'm thinking as you're saying all this is would you use or access the culture of Cal Arts next door or are they kind of keeping to themselves and like, no, we're not interested in Santa Clarita? We try, right. um, mm-hmm. but a lot of what is happening at Cal Arts is very progressive mm-hmm. and very contemporary. And so when the students actually are interested in doing a project, um, we get excited until we know what the project is. And I say we as being the government. Um, and then we kind of back off because it's a little too progressive for what the city is looking for. But we really right. want to work with CalArt. Yeah. So it's this weird kind back of dance. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So yeah. CalArt, That's what I suspected. Yeah. Yeah. CalArts has always been this kind of castle on the hill where yes. the students really don't come into Santa Clarita. They come and then go back to L.A. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, and the teachers, too. Yes. Yeah. Even more so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> and it, it's honestly kind of funny, though, for us, too, is we would side more personally with, like, the Cal Arts way and the L.A. And we have a really good look into the art world because of our right. podcast and her being an active artist. Yeah. Um, 
and then trying to find that. Oh my gosh. Is this your first one? Cut. You guys are going to have to edit that. Uh, so I'm just going to have to end we'll the editing see. work. Probably not. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That was well, the, my fault. You thing, love me anyway. <laughs> the thing that I'm wondering, though, in sort of as a follow-up to my question about the culture there is, I mean, because we're so, in a lot of ways, um, you know, living in our own worlds, mm-hmm. you know, or, or on social media or in our digital worlds or what have you, and people in some ways, you know, I mean, this is one generalization, aren't going out that much, yeah. you know what I mean? Some people, of course, do all the time. But in that sense, if you look at it that way, you know, how much difference is it if you're living in Santa Clarita and coming into the city, uh, you know, four, three or four times a month, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how much are you missing? Yeah. Like, how I, much do you get I don't think... that conservatism in your face, you know? I would say probably not that much if I was an average, I'm not an average, if I was just a citizen. Um, but I don't think we're missing out on much that much either because when we do come into town, which is almost every weekend, we're going to go try and hit four galleries in one night, which is more than someone who lives here and would I would say would typically just be like, oh, I'll hit this one next week and I'll go to that one. It's like we take advantage of it when we come into town. Does that make sense? It would be nice to be closer to well, yeah. LA, um, to how like there's openings on Wednesdays and yeah. Thursdays, and we just that would be very difficult to get to those ones. Like I you're have right. to you're right. time off. Like I'm leaving early today to try and get to an opening. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna be Miss Artwell, right? You gotta you gotta be those Wednesday all openings. The time. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> all right. Well, we have to close out pretty soon. Um, but you want to do some plugging? Wow. Okay. Sure. So if you are not familiar with the conversation, you can look us up. The conversation unartist podcast, I think is might be the way we still go by on Apple Podcasts. So. Mm-hmm. But you can also find us the Conversation Art Podcast. The conversationpod.com is the website. You guys have a great website yeah, too. It's oh, really thank good. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And then the other podcast I do is called How I Get By. Okay. How I get by podcast.com. Well, right. And what's that about? Yeah. It's about how people get by financially across okay. the spectrum of ways people get by. It started from my being an artist, you know, who mm-hmm. gets by a lot of different ways, as I'm sure you both can relate to. And um, so initially, sort of the, the, the first sort of phase tended to be more people who were living alternative lifestyles, you know. Occasionally there was a sort of person with a regular job in there, but not so much. And more recently, we're both exploring housing as part okay. of How I Get By. And also, I, I recorded with a woman who wrote a book called um, Uneasy Street, The Anxieties of Affluence about rich people in New York. So we're also trying to, where we can, talk to rich people. But that's a very big challenge, as you can imagine. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. If you know anybody Sounds, who yeah, has absolutely. a lot of wealth who wants to yeah. come on my podcast, definitely All connect right. us. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I wish I did. We'll keep our eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Yeah. Thank you. That's all I ask. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. Thank you so much. All right. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. I love you too. <laughs>